Hi there, this is Mike Knezovich, and welcome to the latest edition of Tune Up with Mike and Mani. I'm here with Dr. Mani Papaluri. How are you today? I'm doing great, Mike, and how are you? I'm good. We're sitting and looking at Lake Michigan in downtown Chicago, and it uh, it's a beautiful sight, and it makes us feel of like there are limitless possibilities, even though I know on the other side there's Michigan, but you know, it's the way it looks right now. Anyway, um, we usually talk about brain science and sort of the kind of hardware of, of, of sort of the biology of the brain, but we're going to take a little shift this time and talk about, I guess, what Dr. Papaluri calls the software. Yeah, the software of how you use your hardware and especially in living life that we'd all call it, you know, and uh, listen again and again about the art of living and we never get tired of it. If it's, you know, um, the story is told in multiple iterations in a different way. I mean, it inspires or, you know, like kind of knocks on the door of people's thinking uh, as they attribute it to themselves as they hear various things because we're all like hustling towards living it well and yeah. trying and there's there's no end to uh what advice about how to live a happy life how to live this how to attain your goals and stuff like that but you need kind of a structure to fit that stuff in for yourself right i mean it's like you know structure means it gives you ideas of how to think through things and simplify things for themselves mm -hmm. instead of complicating things and giving you strategies a lot of the time people say you know if you tell them about your problems they say oh so how do you feel about it what do you think and it's reflected back to the person sometimes and i think it's nice to just give fresh ideas and strategies and thinking possibilities yeah so we we're going to talk we're going to probably do this over uh Two or three episodes, I'd say, I think, because it's, it's a big topic. Right. And today we want to talk about that software and the sort of the structure of it and um, kind of identifying your, for yourself, you know, what are the principles and values that you want to build around? Um, and a another thing that we want to check is, you know, the, and we'll talk about this, is like, I think this is a pretty common topic where people will go, well, when do you know you need help? When do you know you're depressed? When do you know that your anxiety has reached a point? But there's a different way of looking at it, and that is what do you identify as a baseline happiness? How do you cross-check if you're in a good place? You know, like, like I think people end up at a therapist when they're in trouble, but then right. the therapist sees them, their, their, their first impression of them is when they're at, Work. You know what I mean? Like, I got it. How I do got I, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like when you think about the brain and wellness, we are really now talking about how to maintain wellness and how to attain wellness and how to prevent mental health problems or how to negotiate them before it becomes bigger and harsh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. harsh for yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the simple way to look at it is like a wheel. And uh, the center of the wheel or the axle uh, is like the principles and value systems a person holds dear to themselves it's like a compass of life mm -hmm. and it's what you do and no one is watching you that's what it is you're building your character which so that's a self-understanding kind of thing self-understanding and self uh 
you know, the value system, the pointers. Um, I think that one would like to say, you know, uh, one has a solid sense of uh, integrity and uh, not many holes in that process because we all tend to make mistakes and, uh, you know, you have to um, understand how to look after yourself. And it takes me back to my children's school, or school, which is Latin School of Chicago, when they were young. Mm. And uh, the, the thing they write in their boards is, do the right thing, be the best you can be, and take care of others as the core value system. Um, and, and I really love it because it really embraces everything. But I also say, when you say do the right thing, you also want to forgive yourself and the mistakes do happen when you negotiate life. And the second thing is be the best you can be, but you always can be better after learning how to do it better and also take care of others. But then you have to also help yourself too because your body, your organisms in your body serve you as servants throughout the process. So mental and physical health needs to be a priority. And unless you look after yourself, you become resentful, depleted, and cannot help anyone. Right, and so you know that aeroplane analogy of putting your oxygen mask, which is like a cliche, but really fundamentally, I think that looking after your inner structure and uh, setting up yourself for success uh, in a mental way is really good. And and I think um, sometimes I I also think Mike, most or almost everybody is wonderful in humanity, and sometimes patients people actually disagree with it. Um, and, and, How do you mean and, that? And sometimes they are difficult people. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And they are some uh, harsh realities of the world. And you can explain them away from where they come from, what their experiences were, and things like that. But when there is like gross things like stealing, shooting, and uh, uh, some dysfunction in thinking, uh, like we, you know, like... Uh, well... You know, harming others, then that is offensive than defensive, and that's even worse, right? And sometimes you have to think about what the core values are and and try and be good. As simple as that. Yeah, and then I would guess also it is that you can try to sort of empathize with people that are not acting right, and you can try to understand why and everything. But at some point, you don't want to let them that those people drag you down too. Right. I mean, I mean, today I'm looking at the paper uh, and <laughs> I saw the uh, shootings in Colorado. I mean, yeah. you know, how can you reconcile with something as tragic as Actually, that? Actually, so, I mean, how do you, I mean, that's, that's something I pushed away from the news a lot lately. I mm. mean, and I am a news junkie most yeah, of the time. Yeah. And believe me, I still look, but I realized there's all this stuff coming at me that I don't have any control over. Right, and and I think that that's when you know one of the my one of the persons yesterday that I talked to um, on a regular basis told me, uh, you know, the, and and there's something I knew uh, all the time, but it sees, sounds wonderful when somebody raises these issues. You know, mm -hmm. it's never-ending pleasure yeah. listening to things like, okay, you have no control on things that happen around you. But you can do your best during the day and sleep well at night. Yeah. And just keep that simple paradigm in mind. Yeah. And I think some of it is understanding that what you think is small in your day-to-day -day life is not that small. 
And That's small. Yeah. Um, all right. So we talked about sort of looking out after yourself versus ha- helping others. I don't think it's a zero-sum thing, really, right? It's, it's doing both at the same time. Uh, both at the same time. And I think that... Um, they go hand in hand, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the priority is you need to survive in order to take care of others. That's all. Okay. Right. Make sure you survive. Yeah. You're no and good if, if if you're if if you're in a bad way, you can't help anybody. Right. right. I mean, how can like a bad foundation help make a house stand on it? Right. Right. So. Yeah. Um. These are all good ideas, but what if you kind of got at it? Before, which is like maybe you come from a background where these weren't ideas that were expressed to you or reinforced this idea of mm-hmm. taking care of others, right. taking care of yourself. Um, I mean, I think one one answer is you just throw up your hands and go, "Well, I didn't have that infrastructure." Yeah, I didn't have that benefit or something. Right. But right. but that doesn't go anywhere. Right. I mean, I think we everybody grows up. Uh, when you take a cross-section of families in America, say, for example, everybody grows up in their families differently. And mm-hmm. and some people have the opportunity to observe and have undue advantage of privilege or, you know, intellectual parents or emotionally rich parents who are able to instill in their children all these principles or even skills and strategies of how to live or make, it, make good in life, you know? Right. And uh, so I, it, it's it's a little bit like, um, you know, I was just reading Danny Meyer, Setting the Table, that my son sent me to read. And and I think that um, what I read from all those Levin Madison Park and all those restaurants he developed, you know, I thought, wow, that's great. But he's a grandson of Irving Harris, you know, and yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. But that's not it, you know, perhaps. But then he describes how his parents instilled and taught. I mean, there are highs and lows of his family members and advantages and disadvantages, but the intense curiosity, the intense observation and passion to live and exposing oneself to various opportunities and maximizing the value of what one is exposed to is an art by itself. And I think you want to surround yourself, as he says, with good people and, and expand your, um, ability to suck up the advantages around you mm-hmm. and that's kind of like something that you can learn and you can also hang out with mentors or therapists or people or neighbors that are of value or friends of value and exchange ideas and develop passion for life and expand your repertoire and it you can do it at any age and as far as you know that there are possibilities in life that can lift you up so the, uh, I mean, some of what I hear I hear when you're talking is that like no matter what your background is, you can kind of set the table for yourself. Exactly, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I, I, I'm, I'm sort of uh, uh, reluctant to go here, but I think <laughs> <laughs> for for saying the wrong thing, I'm curious. But about it's what uh, you're say. I mean. So let's say you're taking a human being and they're, they're, they're trying to sort of keep taking their own temperature in terms of mental health and they're trying to do the right things by other people, take care of other people and take mm-hmm. care of themselves. Is it different for men and women? Oh, 
Um, I, I think so. I yeah. mean, I mean, I think because, I'm, you know, some people would say, oh, no, 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 no. You no, know, no, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, in terms of success and caliber um, and uh, expectations, I think men and women should be held high, of course, with equality and equanimity. I mean, yeah. that's not what I'm talking about whatsoever. Okay. But, uh, I mean, let's get this clear. You know, we're talking about the styles of communication. And it is reality that men and women react differently. There are amazing things about both genders, you know, in the in terms of uh, women being, um, uh, you know, very you know nurturing and intuitive by nature, and, and men being probably, you know, a little bit simplifying and not getting into the drama, mm-hmm. uh, and being more, you know, like straight path in, in their thinking somehow that could be their advantage in some ways mm-hmm. so um, uh, it, it, it really differs in their strengths and weaknesses I suppose and sometimes you know uh, I, I think um, men can get angry quickly sometimes I feel like say I mean in young population especially like say a car you know had a dent on it you know and suddenly the, the you know the the boyfriend or man can get really upset and 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 kind of uh, you know get get to be too angry and, mm-hmm. and 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 then you know sometimes men forget that they were angry and act like it's all normal after an hour whereas women keep chewing on it and get really hurt and hang on to it and that kind of difference really I mean while I can't generalize this is very common mm-hmm. and I think that women also get caught up and think about problems in a more complicated way and uh, jealousy is very often uh, a big factor um, jealousy and, of, of uh, what of, of people uh, around them or you know get all reactive okay. I mean I mean I think men are reactive women are reactive I'm not like splitting in any right, way right, right, but, right. but I think that sensitive sensitivity is a little bit higher and and there is two it's a double-edged sword right yeah and and so um so i think that uh none of this is really a problem between men and women but i i sometimes feel human beings are complicated and when two people are living together i mean it's huge you know huge books opened from both sides because they're sitting ducks for two different families and how they grow up and and what their parents feed them as well and right. so the stuff so in some ways it's nice to have the boundaries of the dual and and i think um the two things that come to my mind is redemption for those who make mistakes and endurance for those who endure and whether they can move through it uh, with endurance and redemption and find some e- equanimity between I, themselves. I like those two terms, endurance and redemption. The redemption is, you know, well, I don't know how long you've been married. Uh, 34 years? Us too. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there has been more than one redemption. <laughs> right. You know, what? And, and we have endured, and it's sort of like, at first, I think it, it, it takes a lot because you really are exposing yourself and, as you say, your, your entire background and upbringing to another person. And it takes some courage to do that, but then there's a tremendous amount of um, satisfaction in, 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 fight, in, in, in enduring because sometimes that's all you're doing. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's a weird thing to tell a young person that sometimes, look, it's not going to be what you hope it's going to be. 
Yeah, there needs to be a longitudinal picture, right? Yeah. Not cross-sectional. Yeah. And yes. I, I think sometimes parents or siblings or friends interfere with it and make a mess of it before they can have, go on the journey and learn together. Yeah. But I think I use the 70-30 rule, you know, at least, you know, they have to be 70% good at least, you know. <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> you can't have like a real 70% good. No, no, I know. I mean, that's there a are rough limits. thing. There I mean, are that's limits, a rough yeah. Kind but of yeah, thing you know, say, yeah. I mean, if you're Hannibal Lecter, all right. So we're talking about ways to sort of stay happy, keep your wheel of life rolling. But, and we talked about also understanding when you're in a good place, and and perhaps why, and trying to sort of figure out, you know, what are the things that are that are keeping me in a good place. The reverse of that is, all right, I'm not doing so well. How do you know when you're not doing so well enough that Got you it. might need some help, like a therapist yeah. or, or medication oh, or both? I see. I see. Okay. Well, we first of all, let us center around the wheel of life, okay? We are talking about principles and the core values and the axle, and then you have the skills that are like the, um, um, uh, what are they called, spokes of the wheel. Mm -hmm. And then when the rubber hits the road is the wheels, you know, the tire, the, the, which is the actionable items, mm -hmm. right? So if the skills and actionable items don't hold together, are not held together with the, with, the, with the axle and things are falling apart in the wheel, you know, that's when you need to go seek the mental health. Okay. Help. And that is because the, the terrain is difficult or the wheel is falling apart. See, the environment may be difficult or you may be suffering with the mental illness, you know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's not only you. I and mean, as hard as you try, Mike, there are so many things that happen around you that throw in your face. That you, that is, you don't have control over. Absolutely no control. Say, for example, your, you know, like your child has psychosis or one in your family has psychosis suddenly developed. Or suddenly, you know, you have hardship, economic kind mm -hmm. of uh, You get kicked assault. out of a job or something. Yeah, absolutely no money, basically, to feed the children or very little money to kind of keep the family running. Or you have divided loyalties when your parents split up. Yeah. Or your father cheats or your spouse cheats and there is, you know, affairs going on or divided loyalties, you know, and and there is an issue of sexuality sometimes for some people yeah. or someone in your family. And and somebody has a stroke like your father that you have to care for every day and expectations in the family are complicated. See, can you have control on any of these? Some no. of them are mental, some of them are physical, some of them are contextual. Right. And some of them are not in your, all of them are almost not in your control. Yeah. You know, at least at the moment of when it's happening. Yeah. Right? So how do you keep it simple? How do you handle it when things are falling apart? And, and I think in addition to it, you have mental, own mental health problems, like something goes wrong in your brain's hardware and you develop suddenly an OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder or severe anxiety or severe depression, and it's just dark and looming, you know, uh, darkness around you. So you kind of have to lift yourself up to seek help, right? right? And you can't go on hanging on to the skills you have 
or your actionable items because you just can't do it. All right. Well, I think this is a good jumping off point, and we will be back with the next episode to talk about some of the skills you can develop uh, to use to keep yourself rolling, keep your own wheel of life rolling, and some of the strategies. And um, I think I look forward to that, but I think I, my brain is pretty full right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. I mean, I think that, um, you know, we'll just uh, bit by bit approach this, you know, step by step, like we call it, about the software of the brain and how to oil our systems and move forward. And a lot of people say, you know, like, uh, okay, I know my problem, but how do you deal with it? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 solutions. We yeah. want solutions. And Along with empathy, we need solutions, right? Right. And habits and and skills, yeah. as you say. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that because I can always use a few more. All of us do. <laughs> and even if I talk, as I talk, I feel like I need to think about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.